a Podcast One production. In the 1950s and 60s, the CIA made dozens of attempts to assassinate Cuba's president, Fidel Castro, using a range of elaborate methods. Think the gadget wizardry of Q from James Bond with the execution skills of Inspector Clouseau. We're going to review some of the most interesting assassination methods and find out whether they were cat's pyjamas or cat's piss. And spoiler alert, not a single one worked. Cat's pyjamas or cat's piss with the chaser. My name is Dom Knight. Chris Taylor, you're here. You ready to go to Cuba, Taylor? I am. I believe that's the uh, the destination for this particular premiere episode of Historical Cat's Piss. I've uh, I've been to Cuba, and uh, it was you know it's, it's a fascinating place. Mm. It's one of the it's one of the last places in the world where socialism still exists in a meaningful way. Because you know, like Vietnam and China claim to be communist, but it's just full of Nike stores. Yeah. In, in the only billboards you see in Cuba on the streets of Havana. Uh, socialism or death. <laughs> that, that is the product. Oh, Chris, 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 you should you should come to Melbourne sometime. We have those billboards all over the place. <laughs> oh yeah, Andrew Hansen is from Melbourne. Uh, Charles Firth and I went together to uh, to Cuba. Do you remember? There was one Western billboard in the whole of Havana, just one. I, I don't remember that. United Colours of Benison. Oh yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> we went to the the bar where they originally invented the mojito. Oh yes. Charles Firth was, um, I think he got, you really got to the spirit of Hemingway that night. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was very Hemingway. My recollection of, of Cuba was the guy that lived above us. Remember, we were staying, in a, before there was Airbnbs, in, mm. in communist societies, that's that's all you have, right? And the guy, who he, he had the most English of anyone in the country, I think. And so he would translate for us and help us do deals and everything like that. And... But they're all scared in Cuba of being, you know, because actually it is a dictatorship. You yeah, know, right, like, listening everywhere. You can yeah. get thrown in jail for being against Castro and everything. And then on the last day, this guy, after a week of sort of chatting to him, he, he whisp- comes up and whispers to us. He says, you know what I think? I think Castro is a fucking... That's what I think. His, I think his English wasn't fucking... quite good enough to have a noun <laughs> in like, the sentence. He <laughs> was like, oh, it's so good, except you just didn't have a noun. If he'd like... done one more year of English, he would have got the correct <laughs> swear word. Yeah. I remember he, he was paid at one US dollar per day in his lawyer, lawyer yes, job. Yes, that's right. And, and we, uh, used to, we used to see him in the afternoon going around the streets of Havana looking for bread. How humiliating. He was a like, top-class lawyer. And he he couldn't buy bread. And after they heard the recording of Fidel is a fucking, he never ate again. <laughs> anyway, well, I don't know. I mean, was, was, what do you think he was aiming for there, Charles? I mean, because he might have been going to say Fidel is a fucking legend. Yes. Ah, yes. Yeah. 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 If it is only possible. he gave me some bread. Plausible <laughs> deniability. He was actually brilliant. Let's head back to the era of Fidel Castro's heyday when he was the strong man of the region. And the CIA were trying to bump him off. Think Bay of Pigs. And if you ever wondered to yourself, all those gadgets on James Bond, are they real? The things that Q brews up in his workshop, yes, they are real, but they don't work as well as you would think. The CIA tried to kill Fidel Castro, guess how many times? Well, I I, I don't know. I mean, I imagine they didn't like him. What, did they try and kill him like four times or five times? Really? Because I was going to say they tried with the Bay of Pigs and then didn't they back off. So no, yeah. they didn't back off. Uh, how many times do you think? Oh, 10 as well. A lot higher Chris Taylor. They weren't at all keen on him. I would have thought there'd be, yeah, I would have thought about 10 or a dozen like actual organised attempts. 634. <laughs> 
<laughs> I have seven of the CIA's attempts to what? kill Fidel Wait Castro. Hey, 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 before you get How to seven. How bad are the CIA? <laughs> it only took one bullet for Kennedy. <laughs> How hard is it? Well, to that bump? was Fidel, obviously, directing that. Is it because of the beard? Is, it, is he almost bulletproof? Because the beard was pretty big, wasn't it? <laughs> Look, in each of these cases, there is an absurd, and I've got to credit NBC News to put this list together, um, there is an absurd plot to kill Castro that the CIA have dreamt up. They've invented a gadget to try and do it and it's failed for some reason. I want you to tell me, in each case, is the idea of the actual technique that they were going to use to kill Castro, is that cat's pyjamas or cat's piss? They all went horribly wrong. Let's start with the most obvious one, uh, which is an exploding cigar. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Are you sure you're not? This isn't a listicle of, you know, like get smart plots or something like (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) plot lines that Inspector Gadget rejected. (laughs) This is absolutely true. So in 1960, the CIA poisoned a box of his favourite cigars. Just a year after he uh, actually took power in Cuba, they put the botulinum toxin in his cigars. It was so strong, it would have killed anybody who put one of the cigars in the mouth. Mm. Unfortunately, they were delivered to an unidentified person in 1961, according to this subcommittee of killing Castro, which really existed. <laughs> what do you think? But the commandante never, ever tried a cigar. Casper Jones or Cat's Piss, the idea of a killer cigar. Well, it's brilliant, obviously. And what, what, but it's also really foolish because what they don't realise is that cigars and smoking kills you anyway. So it's just, <laughs> it's just a slower burn. So if they'd been a bit more patient, the cigars would have got him in the end. They obviously lacked the patience. So was it a poison inside the cigar so when you inhale on it, you die? Or was it literally a cartoonish explosion when you puff on it? No, it was a poison that when you put it in your mouth at all, it would kill you. Except that that uh, botulinum toxin later was used in Botox. So it would have either killed you or made you incredibly beautiful. Right. I'm not sure which. And, and in this case, it obviously didn't kill him. It didn't kill him. It, he never put it in his mouth. Well, it Something never, happened. It, it didn't make him beautiful. I can guarantee <laughs> yeah. that. I assume that each of C- C- uh, Fidel's cigars was tested on a sort of American captive somewhere in a jail to see if they were poisoned. Well, I, I know, that, I mean, famously, Cuban cigars are made. I think I think this is a true story. Why Isn't it like virgins rolling the tobacco leaves on their thigh? <laughs> if, if you want to pay for the really big Monte Cristos or the, or the, what the Cohiba, I think we is the other We went to the brand. factory, Charles yeah, and yeah, I. Yeah. It wasn't virgins, but definitely they were handmade. Well, maybe it's not Maybe I've embellished that part. <laughs> but it was like the, the women the women make it on their thighs. So I'm just wondering, is, is the process you roll the, the leaf, mm. and then put the tobacco inside, then put the poison? Because that's a hell of a job to ask a woman to do to get... Botox slash poison on her thigh. Although they would then be killer thighs. Oh, they would be. What do you think, Charles? Catch your or cat's piss? The assassination via cigar Look, method. This is a cat's piss. This is like anyone who knows anything. Like the whole point about cigars is you steal them. Like, of course, whoever said, okay, here you go. Here's a box of cigars for Fidel Castro. Don't. Don't have one yourself. Like the special cigars. Yeah, they smelled around. They'll just go. They'll just go. Okay. Well, I'll just take one, and then I'll give him the rest of the box or whatever. And then they'd have one drop dead, and the cigars would never get to Fidel Castro. Oh, that might have been what happened. Do you think it was like the old the old medieval court days where there was a food taster? So someone would always test the meal before the king ate it. Yeah. Do you think there's a cigar taster? Oh, totally. Like, yeah. and, and they just drop dead every second cigar because the CIA is always trying to poison them.
So, Andrew Hansen, a box of cigars laced with poison. Cat's pyjamas or cat's piss is a way of killing Castro. Well, look, I think it's cat's pyjamas. I mean, you know, hats off to them for using a, a slapstick method of assassination. <laughs> I think there aren't enough slapstick assassinations, you know, nowadays. I mean, I think if you want to do away with a major political figure, I think a banana skin on the ground would be an excellent way. You know, maybe one of those canes that you sort of hook around their neck and just yoink them off the, off the scene. We should... Match the slapstick with um, the political leader. Like, so Donald Trump would be the ba- banana skin, obviously. Wouldn't he be an orange skin? Yeah, <laughs> 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 but wouldn't it be like, like, like the cane? I'm th- thinking like the Italian president or something like that. Yeah, well, that's like, oh, that's very yeah. racist. It would have been good to combine all the classic slapstick cliches and to try to bump off Castro. So, like, you give him the exploding cigar, then throw a cream pie in his face, then have a man walk past with, with a pane a of glass, and then a ladder, and then maybe a plank, and this, what, what? turn left, <laughs> boing. See, I hear you guys uh, talking and making fun of this idea. What you don't know is what the other six methods are that I'm about to unfold. Because, frankly, compared to some of these ideas for the CIA, the pain of glass idea might well have been genuinely quite effective. Let's move on. The second method tried by the CIA, uh, they managed to get two gangsters who they booked uh, through middlemen to help with Castro's <laughs> removal. Just them, like rang up a number. Yeah, and just dial a gangster. They're, They're going to the pay pages under G. $150,000, <laughs> which is $1.2 in today's money. Uh, two mobs is the boss of the Chicago mob, Sam Giancana, and Santos Traficant, apparently his real name, the head of the mob's Cuban operations. The guy from Chicago thought that poison pills was that way to go. So they got six pills and they gave it to a cash-strapped Cuban official who had access to Castro. It was all ready to go when the Cuban got cold feet and they gave up. What do you think? Poison pills rather than cigars. Cash pajamas or cat's piss. Well, I mean, this is cat's piss. I mean, did they, like, is it like out at the Sydney showground where you turn up with the pills in your, you know, Sock and Do you think they have pill testing in Cuba? Yeah, and then, and then they got done by the pill tester. Yeah, and, or the sniffer then, dogs sort yeah, of undid the scheme. Exactly. Is it those sort of pills? Was Castro a raver? Yeah. Is that what you're suggesting? Was that his weakness? If, if there were no cigars left in the box, he goes, you know what I feel like? I feel like a pinger. <laughs> Is that the Castro we don't know? Yeah, and, and why did they get cold feet? Like, what was the idea? Like, oh, Castro, you look like you're having a headache here. <laughs> Have this strange pill that I've just turned up with I think the problem from was Chicago. That, that <laughs> Viagra wasn't invented yet. If you could have disguised it as a Viagra, no world leader would be able to resist mm. the possibility, I think. I what mean, do you think, Taylor? Cat's well, pajamas or cat's well, piss? Well, look, cat's pajamas. As we, we all said we've all been to Cuba. We know the quality of food's not that good. So <laughs> oh, yeah. A pill probably probably tastes more delicious and nutritional than the average burger over in Cuba. So if you, <laughs> so you may, I can see how he might be tempted just by anything edible to yes. put in your mouth. Yes. So I can see the thinking. I just, I mean, but yeah, I, I think Charles was right. I mean, he was always going to be suspicious to a mysterious, illicit pill being, you know, muzzled through that beard of his into his mouth. What do you reckon, Hanso, the poison pill? Well, I, I absolutely, cats. Piss. I mean, yeah, the one flaw in this plan that you guys haven't identified is that it wasn't one pill, Dommy. Didn't you say it was six? Six pack. Yep. Like, 
I mean, how sus is that? <laughs> Expecting the guy to say, not only to say, here, Mr Castro, why don't you swallow this pill? It's like, oh, here, I've got six <laughs> pills for you. I love that they went to the Chicago mob. Normally the enemy of the American law enforcement went, hey, here's 150 grand to bump off Fidel. Do you think that's a good idea, going to the mob to handle your assassinations? Well, yes, actually. It worked with JFK, didn't it? Well, it was JFK's idea, this whole thing. It was during during his period that this, uh, this plan was hatched. Sort of weird, because, I mean, I don't know much about the CIA, but I kind of figured they've got one job, and, that, <laughs> and that's to bump off any heads of state of, you know, enemy states. So the fact they're outsourcing that out, like it's almost like there's an air tasker for assassinations. They're not prepared to do their own dirty work. Air Possibly because yeah. their morale was so low after the failed exploding cigar that they said, oh, this is this this man is too, too, too hard for us to bump off. Let, let's outsource the job. I think word came down from upper management saying we're now outsourcing everything, and that's what happened. Yeah, yeah. The, the gig economy is a very sad thing. But moving on, the CIA weren't deterred by that. In 1963, they came up with a real doozy. Now, you got to know your enemy, and they learned about Castro, that he loved scuba diving. And, of course, uh, Cuba's in the Caribbean, a beautiful tropical wonderland. It's very hard to keep your cigars alight when, <laughs> you, when you're that far underwater. So what they did was, this is... Yeah, all Absolutely pop, all true. Pop six pills. <laughs> they planned to hide explosives inside a large <laughs> seashell. It's, <laughs> it's so get smart. <laughs> painted with exotic colours to lure the attention, this uh, news article says, of the ocean-loving communists. <laughs> This was honestly. They didn't actually do this one. This was. Um, this oh, was. They didn't uh, do they this didn't one. Do it. This it is was genius. An idea. Um, and and they, they had a whole investigation, and they decided this one was a bit impractical. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Were they wrong? Cat's pajamas or cat's piss? The exploding oh. seashell at the bottom of the well, ocean. I mean, this idea is cat's pajamas. This is the first one that I've heard where I go, of course, because if you're Fidel Castro and you see a brightly coloured seashell and you're scuba diving, of course you're going to go over to it. This was the perfect plan. I mean, you could have combined all his loves. You could have had a sort of a mermaid figure, Mm. half shell, (laughs) half beautiful lady, holding a cigar, holding some pills, just as a magnet for him to swim over out of curiosity. This couldn't possibly be sus, he would say to himself. Then he'd get over there, you'd hit the detonation, and boom, he's gone. Why didn't they go through with that plan? What do you think, Hans? Are you on board with the exploding shell idea? Well, I I, I think it's kind of, it's cat's, cat's, pyjamas. I'm amazed that they didn't go through with this idea. Although, what's the problem the size? I mean, like, how big a bomb do they need? You know, it's a bit, is it a bit sus that the shell has to be the size of a school bus? And, and in, the sh- in the shape of a TNT box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a really dodgy paper mache job over the shell. With, with a big handle on the top. <laughs> Couldn't you have just, like, I mean, the shell idea is good. Like, they're halfway to a really good idea. Mm. Couldn't they have just found every fish and other marine life in the area around yes. the Caribbean there and put a bomb but, in each of them. Yes. So rather than have to lure him towards one mm. particular destination, they just knew that he'd surely have to swim somewhere where there'd be an animal packing heat from every explosive they've stuffed inside the fish around there and then when they see him go past, I don't yes. know, like a, a garfish, boom, he's gone. Yeah. Just thinking about this, you know what's another great way to bump someone off who loves diving? A shark. 
Yeah, that's true. Anyway, uh, so not to be deterred by this idea. The I also CIA, love how Australia bumped off a head of state, <laughs> you know, who couldn't swim very well. We didn't need, you know, Harold Holt, we didn't need to put fancy shells out no. there. He just killed himself we on just his own accord. A, we just put a beach there. That was all we had to do. <laughs> so the CIA were not deterred by the idea that the uh, the exploding shell was in, in, impractical. They came back with another idea uh, in the same quadrant. Mm. Uh, the plan was to contaminate one of Castro's diving suits with a fungus that what? would produce a chronic and debilitating skin disease. And get this, they were going to have a, a poison diving suit and an infected breathing apparatus. They were going to get an American lawyer to give it to Castro as a gift, a guy who'd been involved in hostage negotiations. And the, plan, the plan was only abandoned <laughs> because the lawyer, James Donovan, gave him the wrong suit by accident. <laughs> That is genius. So who got the poison suit? Jacques Cousteau or something suddenly mysteriously dies. I I don't know too much about this one. It was tuberculosis that they laced the suit with, so he would have coughed a bit and, and keeled over was the theory. This is a truly Dr. Evil plan, isn't it? This is... Yeah, that it's dastardly, it doesn't work yeah. at all. Yeah, that's right. At what point did they think that this was a credible plan? They go, oh, we're going to send an American, your sworn enemy, <laughs> with a gift. It's not chocolates. It's not exploding cigarettes. This time it's a suit, a scuba suit, no less. <laughs> now, at what point, at what, have you ever been to, have you ever gone to a wedding or had a birthday where someone gave you a scuba suit? <laughs> and, and if they did, would you not think that's a bit sus, especially if they were an enemy of yours, knowing they want to kill you? Would you put that suit on? <laughs> Also, Castro is a fashion guy. He's probably more into snooper. He would be. Yeah. <laughs> For this guy, he, 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 to mix up the two suits, why did they pack a spare suit with the guy? Like, why, why didn't yeah, he just take only the one poison suit? You know, what were they thinking when they went, now what you should do is take a spare suit that's not poisoned <laughs> just in case you want to go for a swim while you're over there. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, for goodness sake, get it right. This is a bit of more of a traditional approach, a sort of James Bond approach. The, the spy who loved me, a woman by the name of Marita Lorenz, uh, who was, in fact, Castro's lover in late 1959. Was she a clam? <laughs> was she she looks amazing like a seashell. <laughs> she might have had an exploding clam for, for we know. <laughs> she was recruited as a, an agent for the CIA after having been Castro's lover and um, given the job of killing Castro... Um, they gave her, they, they loved the, the botulism toxin idea in those days. They gave her two pills to put in his drink. Just one pill would kill him in 30 seconds. But when she flew to, back to Havana, she saw the outline of the city and apparently she, she couldn't do it because she loved Cuba so much. But the other problem was there was a technical problem with this attempt. She stashed the two pills in a jar of cold cream that made them gunky and unusable to put in a drink. So you imagine she put them in the moisturiser. You can't, you can't take a pill from the moisturiser and put it in Fidel Castro's go, rum. And this, you know, the excuse is this is a delicacy back in America: moisturiser and rum. The skin was very rough. He wouldn't. He yeah. could have exfoliated a bit more, Fidel. So what? The pills dissolved in the moisturiser cream, and to the point they were unusable. You could no longer slip him the Mickey. It was but no wait, good. But wait a minute, he had botulism. So if you put it on your face, would that mean that? 
Like, was that the inventor of Botox? Is that is that what it was? Yeah, was patient yeah. zero yeah. of Botox. <laughs> <laughs> and did he, did he end up with really good looking skin? That's like, why he lived was, so long. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Knowing, knowing the CIA, they probably had two <laughs> sets of cold cream. The one that was laced with poison <laughs> and the other one. And again, she got them confused. And then when she was preparing for an evening gown one night, she put on the what she thought was just a regular moisturiser and then applied poison to her face. <laughs> that's what happened in There's Nothing About Mary with Cameron Diaz. Same thing. Exactly. Same Thing. But I do I do love a plot that involves a femme fatale. Mm. Like you've gotta like I reckon this is cat's pajamas. I think I think it's a pity that the moisturizer came in and spoiled the plot, but I think you've gotta give CIA some points, like you know, like maybe half a point for saying that's the way to kill a person. Yeah, it's true. I want to know what you think about the femme fatale because I'll I've got more of this story oh, okay. about what happened when they got together. But what do you think, femme fatale, as a way of bumping off Castro? I, I think uh, cat's pajamas. I, I think uh, the way to um, Castro's grave is through a woman. I just think they weren't particularly clever about it, and I, I think the problem was that no one on the CIA side was willing to take one for the team. Like, you know, if, if she had rubbed the pills over her lips and then taken Castro to bed, sure, she would have died in the process herself, mm. but she would have finally got the poison halfway near Fidel and like, in, a, in a way that no one else has up to this point. Well, yes, it depends where on Fidel as well in that method. Yes. But, uh, I mean... But oh, look, I disagree with you, Chris. I, I, I'm going to say it's Cat's Pierce, you know. Like, I assume she was quite young right at the time. Was she this lover? I mean, well, how old was she at the time? Do you know, Dummy? I don't know exactly. I think fairly young, yeah, because she, she was around recently still. You know, I mean, this, this is a big deal. You know, most young people, you get a job and it's quite stressful, right? You say, like, oh, man, I've got this job in a packing warehouse or bloody call centre. You know, I've got to get there on time. I've got to, all these responsibilities. This is, this is really hard. You know, I mean, if you... These people have hired a young girl to go and kill someone as her, as her job and to go and kill this really important political leader. Mm. That's a very stressful job. On the upside, she really got to fill out her doll diary that day. Didn't she? <laughs> I mean, are there penalty rates if you have to kill someone on Sunday? Like, that's it's very... She's Time probably trying half. to pay herself through uni, like just doing assassinations on the side just so she can afford her hex debt. Exactly. Mm. She probably has four other jobs too. She probably works at Macca's as well, this poor girl. <laughs> Do you want to know what happened when she met Fidel? Yes. She's there with Fidel, her ex-lover. They're reunited. Just quietly, very, very high pressure to be faithful if your name it has the root <laughs> word fidelity in it. So they're sitting down there in the room. They're together again after all these years. Fidel leans over. This is from NBC News. Uh, he pulled out his forty-five pistol and handed it to the woman, Marina. Almost begging her to assassinate him. And he said, <laughs> he didn't even flinch. He said, you can't kill me. Nobody can kill me, she said. And, oh, wow. and he just kind of smiled and chewed on his cigar I felt deflated. He was so sure of me. He just grabbed me. We made love. So the femme fatale did not work at all. It was cat's piss, guys. I reckon the more I hear this, Fidel Castro is turning in to James Bond. Like, he's the guy. He's indestructible. He's indestructible because he flips the babes. Like, he just literally, in this case, by the sounds of things. Yeah. All right, moving along. Uh, This is a very good idea from the CIA here. Um, We've talked about the exploding cigar. What about a poison pen, guys? Uh, What their plan was was to give him a pen with poison on the inside with a hypodermic needle concealed within the pen. And the needle would be so, so fine that Fidel would not even notice that the the sharp needle was going into him and uh, would just die. The highly placed Cuban official would use the pen 
to stab Fidel, but he wouldn't even notice because the, the needle was so very, very fine. That is genius. That he didn't die, so <laughs> so, so therefore not genius. <laughs> so what, what unraveled? Right, before I explain what the problems were, cat's pajamas or cat's piss, the killer pen. No, no, but cat's pajamas, cat's pajamas, definitely. All right. Problem one. Problem one. Uh, the Cuban official who they gave the pen, who they bribed, didn't think much of it. He thought it was a bit shit <laughs> and said, surely the CIA could come up with something better than this pen with a needle. That was problem one. Well, he obviously didn't know they'd already been through the whole <laughs> shell business, <laughs> this exploding cigar scenario. Like, but at this point they were desperate. The pen seems simpler, doesn't it? There was another problem. The day that they gave the, uh, the official the pen was the same day as JFK's assassination. <laughs> oh, right. So the timing wasn't great. Right. Fidel wasn't, you know, he yeah. wasn't even around. Or was the timing brilliant? Like while everyone else was distracted, including maybe Fidel, like watching the TV of the news in Dallas unfolding. Yes. Could he have been, oh, this is an important day. I need to know where I was on the day JFK died. If only I could write that down. If I had a, has anyone got a pen? Bang, there was their moment. <laughs> where were they? The other thing was that as soon as Kennedy got shot, the CIA immediately had bigger things on its mind than killing Fidel Castro for a bit. So had a little bit of a pause in the in the uh, business there, but they didn't give up. Oh, no. They came back. Uh, with pens on chains that you get in the banks. Imagine like Monday after the failed pen escapade on the front. Well, the pen didn't work. Maybe it was the type of pen. Should we try one of those ones that has four colours in one? All right, final attempt, guys, and there's 634 more of these, but this is the final one for today. Uh, In 1960, the CIA went all out. They, because... Fidel Castro is known for giving incredibly long speeches, four or five hours. The whole of Cuba had to stop and listen to the guy rant on. He assassinates people through boredom just yeah, by speaking. Much. Yeah. Well, we were there. We were there when, when he did one of those the anniversary, speeches. 55th anniversary of the revolution. And yeah. it went, it literally went for about five and a half, six hours. Amazing. Like, yeah. and, and, and the streets of Havana were cleared because everyone was too fearful to not listen to his bloody speech. He's one of the few. He's one of the few people. Like at his funeral, he spoke because he, he knew <laughs> yeah. if he started on Tuesday, he'd be dead by Saturday. <laughs> so he, just, he actually did the eulogy all the way into his own death. So the concept was that before he gave one of his marathon speeches, they would spray the broadcasting studio with a chemical that would make him suffer hallucinations, quite like LSD. Oh, wow. And so much so that he would overdose and it would take him out. And imagine the effects if it actually, he's there giving a speech to the whole of Cuba and suddenly he starts tripping. Cats pajamas or cats piss, that idea is a way of killing Fidel. What do you think? That, that is a brilliant idea, but I reckon the people who came up with that idea were also on the same <laughs> drugs. That's a sort of stoner idea. You know what? You know what would be great? Why don't we put Fidel Castro on this? Yeah, that's a great idea. That's all good. Like, it's like a brilliant idea if you were a band, let's say you are in the Beatles or something, and you'd go, hey, man, hey, can you just spray the whole studio in mm. LSD? Let's see what we come up with. So it's <laughs> Cat's Pajamas as a, as a studio idea. Yeah. Cat's Piss is an assassination. You don't want the idea is to inflict some pain, a little bit of torture. To this guy, you don't want to send him out on a high. <laughs> like, what kind of what kind of death do you want to give this monster? So, look, that one didn't work. They had so many other ideas. They tried to poison a strawberry milkshake that didn't work. They a tried strawberry milkshake with shoes with a special salt, the radioactive well, well, salt. Hang on, hang on. Did, did, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. The strawberry milkshake. Did he like strawberry milkshakes, or was it just they were just hoping that he might like them? I think he liked them, but. It 
imagine how much milkshake will get stuck in the beard. It, it sounds like they every time they got a piece of information <laughs> about Castro, like he likes to milkshakes. Okay, how do we kill him with this piece of information? It's sort of. Did, did they never just think? Hang on, gun. Like, like what, with all this technology on magical pens and milkshakes and magical clams underneath the ocean, what happened with the good old put someone up in a book yeah. depository and blow like, his brains out? Like, you know, like the femme fatale. Yeah. She had a gun in her hand. Maybe Never pull the trigger. <laughs> like the guy they bribed, give him a gun. You know? No, because if, if, the, if the CIA used a gun to... To mm. kill Castro, they would, everyone would have realised it was the same person that killed JFK. Oh. Uh. Now, guys, look, obviously they weren't very good at assassinations. That's none from 634. But let's step back to finish and ask a broader question. Should the CIA have bothered trying to kill Fidel Castro in the first place? Was the whole idea cat's pyjamas or cat's piss? No, I reckon it was cat's piss. I reckon the whole... I'm, I'm a communist at heart. I reckon being on $1 a day as a lawyer is... Like that's that's equality. Like that's that's what you want. You want to be in a society where everyone's disrespected equally. That's what you want. It, it, look, it's cat's pajamas for me, if only because it showed that the most sophisticated, developed country in the world, America, couldn't bump off a guy in a tin pot country that can't even defend itself. So the, the comical value alone in the CIA being inept and unable to bump off the world's most bump offable man makes this for me very, very much a cat's pajamas. Chris, I uh, I beg to differ. For me, it's it's total cat's piss. Uh, that they that they tried all this stuff when ultimately what they could have done is just wait about ninety eight years <laughs> and he would have just dropped dead of old age as he actually did. Do we know when he died? Like, did the CIA try to claim that? Or like, did they finally say exactly. oh. we assassinated him by waiting by waiting a really long time until he died? That shell we planted in the ocean near his house. All these years later, I think we finally hit pay dirt. That day has come. It has killed him somewhere deep in Langley, Virginia, just a bunch of CIA agents watching the funeral live from Cuba at the age of 95, whatever it was, going, well done, boys. We got him in the <laughs> we end. We got him. Final question. Um, if you're in charge of the CIA, bearing in mind you obviously can't use things like guns, knives and regular killing implements for whatever reason, what would be your elaborate plan to kill Fidel Castro. Can anyone in this room top the exploding seashell? I wanted to see just how devious you are here at the Chaser. So I reckon what they should have done, this is what I would have done, is because Fidel Castro liked to dance. To, you, you always see photos of him sort of dancing During, to, the, you know. Cha-cha-cha. Yeah, the there was salsa. Spanish salsa and stuff like that. Put on a mixtape of his favourite, <laughs> yeah, of his favourite tunes, right? But make it one of those tapes that's infinite, like that just keeps on going. Oh, wow. And he would have danced himself to death. <laughs> Don't you think? <laughs> well, it's no more stupid than the pen. But <laughs> maybe, that's why, maybe that's why everyone in the Buena Vista Social Club lived for so yeah. long, because they just play yeah. and play to try and kill Fidel. It just never That's happened. right. That's why those songs go on and on. They did have a strategy. <laughs> look, I mean, when you look at the geography of Cuba, 
I think that's your answer about how to bump him off because you don't need to drag the country of Cuba very far before you're in the Bermuda oh, Triangle. nice. So I reckon if the CIA just put a rope and a couple of hockey straps around the country and dragged him towards Bermuda, he just would have inevitably disappeared like everything else that goes near that part of the world. That's how I would have done it. Well, my, my thought was that all that they needed to do was in the 1960s is just get him to run for President of the United States. He would have been dead in moments. Of course. Ah. Yeah, lift the embargo, make him run for the US. Yeah, of course. He would have been dead. Yes. five minutes. Call him Fidel Kennedy. He would have been dead as soon as he hit the tarmac. So maybe the CIA can only bump off their own. Like it, there's some sort of kryptonite that kicks into play if it's a foreign leader. They, Frank, they're useless. They lose all their skills. Frankly, CIA friends, what the fuck are you waiting for with Donald Trump? <laughs> Thanks for joining us, everyone. We'll catch you next time on Cat's Piss with the Chaser. Bye. Cat's Pyjamas or Cat's Piss with the Chaser was written and presented by The Chaser. Created in collaboration with Podcast One Australia. Producer Alex Mitchell. Sound production by Darcy Thompson and Matt Nikolic. For more episodes, go to podcastone.com.au. Download the Podcast One app or search Cat's Pyjamas on Apple Podcasts.